0: So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business
1: and first class tickets. 800-603-6298. 800-603-6298. 800-603-6298. That's
0: 800-603-6298. Please join us on the Gary Flowers Show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. on WREJ Rejoice Radio, where we will learn, we will laugh, we will love. At the end of the day, we will give flowers to the people. Here's your AccuWeather forecast on Rejoice 101.3. Today will be mostly sunny with a high of 86 partly cloudy tonight, low 64. Then partly sunny tomorrow, Monday's high 80. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, but you should still be able to see that full harvest moon, low 64. And Tuesday, occasional sunshine, high 81. First day of fall, Wednesday, a mix of sun and clouds, a couple of showers, mainly later, high 77. For AccuWeather and Rejoice 101.3, I'm Sally Sherman. If anyone asks, you're listening to Rejoice, WREJ, Richmond, 101.3 FM, 990 AM.
1: Hi, this is Tammy Mobley. I am a survivor of domestic violence. My personal mission is to educate and inform people about the red flags in an unhealthy relationship and the effects of domestic violence. This show, we will also talk about life challenges, incarceration, health scares, factors of racism, and much more. Let's start surviving today. Welcome to Beyond Surviving with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. I am your host, Tammy Mobley, Domestic Violence Survivor and Certified Empowerment and Relationship Coach. This morning, I have been studio guest with me, Andrea Butler. Am I saying your name correctly? Andrea. Andrea Butler. Andrea Butler is a survivor of multiple trauma. Stay tuned right after this commercial break while we listen to Andrea's story. Hi, I'm Mama Shell's of Mama Shell's Cafe, home of the Soul Rolls, located at 10811 Hall Street Road. Give us a call at 804-912-1644 or order online at dot com. Ask us about our off-site catering options. We also offer online ordering through Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash. Follow us on social media at Mama Shell's Cafe. That's Mama Shell's. We're soul south of the James. Welcome back to Beyond Survivor with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. Good morning, Andrea. Thank you for being our guest this morning.
0: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you so much. So I was reading a lot of what you submitted, and your daughter once said that if trauma was a person, that that would be you. What exactly did she mean by that?
0: I guess because I've survived multiple traumas, um, starting at a young age with um, child abuse, um, sexual assault. Then um, I married, I guess someone would say my father, um, and also married an abusive man. I've had breast cancer, and so just multiple different things. I've been homeless, you know, so I've survived a lot of different things um, in my life. And so that's one of the things you were talking about, you know, she's like, if you want to see trauma, look at, you know, look at you.
1: But you're still here, right? I am, st- I am still here, yes. So you are a true survivor. A true survivor, true yes. survivor. So I'm going to try to break down some of the things um, that you went through. One of the things I wanted to talk about um, was that you said you suffered from sexual assault
0: while being in the military. Yes. So when I was stationed in Korea um, back in 1985, um i was on my way out to the mess hall and my one of the, the sergeants in my unit um we had to pass his room so um some friends and i were going out um and so i saw him i'll meet you all outside and as i was as i was going by he opened his door and started dragging me into his room and i you know i sat on the ground and you know kind of held on and, and he had the music playing really loud so i'm screaming and he's like nobody's going to hear you but at that same time, uh, my friends that I was going to dinner with, they came down the hall and they were like, "Let her go," and um, you know, and so he, you know, they came in and kind of protected me, and you know, um, so that was that was a very um, rough moment for me because you know, not nobody really expecting that to happen, um, and so yeah.
1: So how did um, did you seek any help after that? Did the military assist you?
0: The military did not. When we, I reported it to our commander um, at the time, and he was like, well, nothing happened, was his response. And, you know, this is still the 80s, and we are overseas. And so a lot of um, that stuff was, there was nothing that was done. Um, he eventually um, pcs back to the States, and that was, that was kind of the end of it.
1: So no one actually believed you? Um,
0: I mean, I had witnesses, so, but he was the My command was like nothing happened. So he was like, "It's not like he did anything." Was basically the response. Did you?
1: Who was this? Was it your um, superior?
0: Yes. So I reported to him at work. So I was in his unit um, there in uh, in Korea. So
1: So how were you? um, Did you have to still work with him after this incident?
0: Yes, I still had to work with him for a couple of months um, until he until he went back to the state.
1: And how was that for you? Like having to see this man every day that tried to sexually assault you and then to find out that nothing was done.
0: My friends basically was like, We're not gonna leave you alone. Um, you know, wherever you go, we go. And um pretty much this is what we did. And, you know, when I I tried to avoid him as much as possible and just not not to be around or to be somewhere where I did not have um uh, people, um, whether it was other people within our division or just people within our unit that I was just never by myself um at any given time. You know, even when I went out, I went the long way out and around the building just to not walk down that hallway, um, until he was gone. So
1: I'm sorry that happened to you because it seemed like you were Victimized all over again, right? right? Instead of him being removed, that you had to change the way you walked around and, and everything that you did. The DOD estimates that 6.2 percent of active duty women and 0.7 percent of active duty men experienced, sex, experienced sexual assault just in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's still happening today, but I know you said in the 80s, no
0: one was really helping as much, so you just had to deal with it, right? And 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 now one of my thought was and I, this is always the brotherhood, you know, so you know, the guys always want to stick together. And so there was like I said, my commander, he was basically like, um, nothing happened. So kind of like get over it. Um and so that's pretty much what I did. And um and did then you that, get I'm,
1: over it, just kind of move past <laughs> it. Just, you know, yeah, it you just kinda kinda
0: move kinda move past it. Like I said, you know, still having that looking over your shoulder. I like I guess try not to be someplace by myself at any given time um, was really difficult um, because there were times when I I did have to be by myself and so I was hyper vigilant um, at that point but you know and and then um, several months after I came back to the states and you know but still really lingering of being by myself and um, not always having someone there with me at that point so
1: Thank you, Andrew. I do have a question. Thank you for sharing. Um, it says, I applaud you for your strength and to overcome what you went through. Have you ever considered going public with your story to others besides being here on the radio? Have you shared it with others, especially like young girls that's trying to get into the military, just thinking about joining any of the armed forces?
0: I have not, as far as that aspect of my life. I mean, I share other other portions of, of the trauma that I've experienced, but not that in particular area. Um, uh, my daughter, actually, my oldest daughter actually was in the military, uh, as a matter of fact. And, you know, she knew what happened, but uh, she was like, I'm stronger than you. I can fight. <laughs> and so, you know, but still uh, not really sharing that that aspect of my story now.
1: And it really doesn't even um, make a difference as strength right because you know men can overpower you no matter how strong that we think that they are but i'm glad that she was safe so even though you went through the trauma in the military you had trauma even prior to that right that's correct you so you had trauma with your father um was he physically or emotionally physically emotionally
0: um abusive all
1: right so how did that come into play with you know that with the in the military like, as
0: additional trauma that was happening to you? I think for me, um, I tell people for a long time, it felt like I was walking through a fog. I was, I was living, but not, I was more existing than living. And because of this, the repeated uh, uh, trauma that I experienced, it took me a long time to recognize that I was kind of coasting through life. You know, I did what I had to do. And no one really knew. Um, even for myself, I didn't even really recognize the fact that I was just basically coasting and existing and not really living for a really long time. And it, you know, it took God's grace to that revelation. Um, I remember um, going to a church when I was um, living in New Jersey. After I got out of the military, I was back home, and they had a group called Sister to Sister, and we started talking in that group. And so people had different. Uh, traumas and addictions and different things like that. And so in sharing and starting to share, that's where a lot of the breakthrough came through for me. And then I actually went to a Christian counselor and I started seeing a counselor um, for a while. And so that also helped me as well to be able to recognize um, what I was experiencing. And, and I still you know, um, seek out help uh, from time to time. There, uh, there's a group here. Um, that um, I I attend called Healing Care. And so that has really helped as well. So I've gone through a couple of the healing care groups um, dealing with uh, traumas and different things like that.
1: Thank you for sharing that. Um, I wanted to just read some of the other stuff that you said. You said you grew up and married a man um, who was violent. We met your parents' church. um, And then you you talked about being abused. So there was several men in your life Mm -hmm. that abused you how did you view men after, you know, your father, your husband, and the sexual assault of your um, supervisor?
0: I mean, still in a positive light because I have wonderful brothers and I've seen different role models and recognize that not all men are this way. And so in, re- in not putting everyone in that same basket because I've seen good examples um, and, you know, that there are always a few bad um in the world. You know, there are people always gonna do um, whatever they feel that they're able to get away with. And I also recognize too that um that they may also have some form of trauma themselves and uh, recognizing that hurt people hurt people. Um and then then there are those that are that are just pure evil. And so just recognizing that and, and not lumping them all together um for me was the, the greatest help in recognizing that not all people are bad.
1: So you also had that, um, you actually suffered a miscarriage from the abuse of your your husband. Was it because of physical abuse or was it just emotional toll it, on you? It was
0: a combination mm-hmm. of the two um, that I, I had that miscarriage. So yes, but it was like a, maybe a year into our, almost a year into our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, Right. And you're remarried now, right? No. Oh, you're not remarried no. now? Okay, okay. I
1: thought you were saying that. Um, so you d- divorced him. But you said it was um, from abuse and infidelity. So was it just a combination of everything? Uh, yes.
0: So he, um, um, through his behavior, um, I contracted a sexually transmitted disease. I was in the hospital for 36 days on IV antibiotics. And I think that that whole process and then getting pregnant on the heels of that, um, it was decided the fetus was not viable. And so um, I made it to 16 weeks and then miscarried.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. So he uh, committed adultery and bought mm-hmm. a STD back home yes. you while you were pregnant.
0: Um, Prior to me being pregnant. pregnant.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, I'm so sorry to um hear that. So that is still not the end of your trauma, right? Because you're also a breast cancer survivor.
0: Yes. So in 2009, um, I was diagnosed with um, breast cancer. Um, ended up having, um, went through chemotherapy, ended up having a mastectomy. Um, this, I'm, I just finished my um, chemo medication um, this past February. So I was on a, an oral medication for 10 years after, you know, going through chemo, going through, having surgeries, all these different things. Um, I just finished this past February, and so I'm super excited. Yes. yes, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Um,
1: what role did your um, the abuse from your father play in your adult relationships? Like, Were you able, even though I know you said you had positive role about as brothers and stuff, do you view other men differently? Do you um, have any biases against them?
0: I do so have biases. I'm, I think it makes me overly cautious. To say, you know, am I healed enough um, from that trauma to make a right decision again? And because I'm recognizing that not everything that lives is golden. Um, because, you know, I married a PK. Um, you know, at the time, everything, he, he looked like he should have been the perfect gentleman. Um, but turned out that he was not. And I was not his first abuse victim and so you know so it it makes me a little leery but and and overly cautious that i don't view men as you know as going to be um, abusers i'm not on the outset and and so uh, just being more prayerful and recognizing and i've learned um things that i did not know then you know some of the signs and symptoms of, of, of an abuser and to recognize those red flags and i I put them in my book um pretty much in all the books that I write, I put those red flags on the back of the book i you know because I shared red my flags. stories um that about separating you from your family the that um the controlling of like he would come to my job and just show up. I'm in the military and he would come and want to sit in my office. I work in h r I and mean, like we're discussing you know personal information he wants to come and sit at my desk and He's thinking that, you know, oh, he's in the parking lot. And he's waiting for me um, when I get out because they told me you can't come in the building. So he waits for me all day, um, you know, not allowing me to form any friendships or saying, oh, they, you know, they don't really like you. And so really just really pushing me further and further away from people that will be able to help and support um, in me. And so, so you know, just some of those things and um, the whole jealous behavior and, you know, everything oh I'm the only one that really cares about you and nobody does and you know and so just really being mindful that when somebody is trying to push you away from everything and everyone um, that is able to support you and be there for you Um, and even trying to you know if he could have caused me to lose my job so then you know I will be totally dependent on him and you know just really recognizing some of those things that I wasn't aware of at the time And you know he would do or say things, and in my mind I was like, that doesn't sound right. But I'm like, "Mm, and and kind of pushing those away. So if you ever get that check that says you know something isn't right about this person, this behavior um, isn't right, um, trust yourself. And that's something I did not do. And I think because. I guess that that neediness of looking for love and when I saw the symptoms even when you know I had originally broken off our engagement and he taught me back into this because I didn't know you know and this way I found myself into in this situation his mother used to say oh you're just young and dumb and you know and I was like yeah I was I, I was really naive And not really knowing, and so those are something. Trust you. Trust your instincts. Trust the people in your lives who say, you know, something isn't right about this person. You know, male or female, because women can be abusive as well. So you know, really just looking for those things and listen to your friends, not the ones that say, oh, you know, he's this, but you know, but when you see those um, things that you get that, that's you know that feeling in the pit of your stomach, and, you know, and if you are a believer, the Holy Spirit will will tell you, no, this this is not the one. And listen.
1: Once again, you are listening to Beyond Survivor with Tammy as in-studio guest this morning is Andrea Butler. She's talking about the multiple trauma that she has suffered, Um, and I'm thankful Thank you for sharing all that because October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, yes. and you're right. A lot of people do not recognize the red flags, and I wouldn't say you're young and dumb or young and naive. Is because we, you know, we let our hearts overrule our minds, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what I talk to students about. Um, with so much you've gone through in your life, who gave you the most support
0: to get through things? See, my mom was one of them. Um, my kids, as they got older. Um, I've got some really good um, friends um, that I've known for quite a quite a long time. Those were some of my protectors, even from my, um, my ex-husband. Um, they would have me come and stay with them, and you know, and protect me. Because I remember, even when I was in the hospital, um, he would tell people that I didn't want visitors, so nobody would show up. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I have all these people, and no one shows up. And his um, his sister-in-law came to the hospital and she was like, I don't care what he says. I'm coming to see you. And I was just like, what are you talking about? And she says, well, he says, you don't want any visitors. And I was like, what? No, I never said that. And she goes, I didn't think you did. And so she started telling people that, no, you need to go by and see her. And, you know, so those people in my lives have been really supportive through the years. Uh, who They have prayed for me. They have been there. They have been my sounding board and, and listening. Um, to me when i when i want to tell my story and when i want to cry so
1: how um how were you able to get out the marriage you said you divorced so you were very lucky just to say i'm going to divorce someone um out of an unhealthy marriage how were you able to get out
0: so when i we left germany and i went back home i had actually got out the military at at that point and i was pregnant with my youngest daughter and i went to this church and this pastor um said uh, just had a prophetic word that says, "Is somebody here that you are in this situation and God, uh, God does not like what he sees. And he says, you know, if somebody is beating you, if somebody is doing this, you know, um, they're hurting you. This is what I'm telling you to do. You know, and the Bible says, yes, I know they say that God hates divorce, but, um, We'll deal with God on the other side. Pack your bag and leave. And I went home and I was just like, "You have to go" because we were staying, we were at my mom's house at that point. And I said, "I had my oldest daughter and I was pregnant with my youngest." And I said, "You need to leave." And he was just like, "I'm not going anywhere." And this is when I finally told my mother. Well, um, so she didn't know it, so I was around. I had that support. So before I was isolated, it was you know I was in Oklahoma. All his family, all his friends, everyone was there. And so I was basically on my home turf, um, being back in New Jersey. And so all my family um, was there, and, and I finally told them what was going on because they didn't know. And uh, so that was part of the, the protection of my family, my friends, and you know just having that support and getting that courage and not having someone say, you know, you know stay in that marriage and let God work it out, which is what a lot of church will tell you to do. Um, it doesn't matter what's happening, you know, and I'm like, this is not God's will. And that's something that that pastor shared. And this is not God's will for your life. This is not how God ordained marriage. That God says that the husband is supposed to love the wife as Christ loved the church. And what did he do? He laid down his life. So if your husband is not willing to lay down his life for you and he wants to take your life, that's that's not a healthy relationship. That's not what that's not biblical marriage. And so that I think allowed me also to find that strength because that's what all I had heard. You know, staying like God, work it out, staying like God, work it out, pray. And, You know, someone told me, he said, pray and ask God to cripple him. Um, so that, oh, wow. then, okay. you know, I was like, but then I will have to take care of him. Right. I'm like, I, don't, I really <laughs> right. don't want to do this. I already have, right. you know, I already have one child and I'm pregnant right. with another. And I'm like, really? This is your advice? And, and so even the, the church not having that understanding, really, of what domestic violence is, and I think because they have put up with and tolerated for so long, and that has always been the advice, allow God to work it out. And yes, God can move in that situation, but then God also understands that your life is valuable. He didn't die for you to be abused. He didn't, he didn't die for the purpose for you, to have some, for you to live in fear and to be constantly afraid. And to be um, so stressed out, he came for peace and for you to have perfect peace. And that's found in his love and that his love is not there when you're in the situation where you're walking on eggshells constantly and so afraid of, of making this person angry. And you don't know what's going to set them off and you don't know. And so you have this constant um um, fear that I, I guess not a part of God's love. It's not so a part were of. So you work. able
1: just to leave afterwards? Well, actually, just... he left. Um, oh, he um, left. yeah, because okay. I was at my mother's house, okay. and so I
0: asked him to leave, and I had my mom there, and um, you know, my father, and sister, and 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 so, like I said, I had my family. My mom's sister was also there as well, and so to have that support when you know it's kind of like we'll help you pack. Okay. Um, you you've got to go. Um, you know, he did. Um, stalked me for a while. Um, But then he ended up going back home to Oklahoma.
1: Okay, good. Yeah, because we know the most dangerous time is when a person Mm -hmm. um, leaves. Uh, From um, David, good morning. You spoke briefly about church. Where are you on your church journey now?
0: So I attend New Canaan Worship Center here in Richmond. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm one of their ministers. Um, So, yes. So I, I minister about God's grace. Uh, about how to overcome the traumas of life and how God can use the things that were meant to destroy you um, to be that, that, that ministry field that that he's called you to. Um, now he allowed it, you know, he didn't do it, but he allowed it to happen for a reason. And I had to recognize that and that was part of the thing. Cause I was like, God, I've been serving you for such a long time. Why did all these things happen? And, you know, and I, I came here and I was like, it's not about you. And so just like he, his son went to the cross and it wasn't about him, my trauma, my the things that a, an evil man did um, was not for me as well. It was for someone else to be able to say, hey, if she did it, I can do it too.
1: That's amazing. How
0: can someone get in contact with you if they uh, wanted to reach
1: you and hear more about your story?
0: Sure. They can go to my website, mm-hmm. uh, becomingwomansnetwork.org. And um, I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Becoming Women's Network as well. Mm-hmm. And so they can reach me there. Um, and you know, I'm also a uh, life coach as well. So I turned that into helping women to recognize that there is purpose behind their pain. And, and then, then have, you
1: have a book also. So it's, because yeah. you mentioned it earlier. So I don't know if you want to hold it up to the camera so we could um, see it. Tell us a little bit so about the book.
0: This is my story. It's called The Incredible Journey, Shattered But I'm Not Broken. And so I'm not sure if they can see it on the camera, um, but this this is my story. It's available also on Amazon and also on my website as well.
1: So it does does it tell everything about um, it?
0: It goes up to my diagnosis with cancer. Yes. So it comes. So I, I did a revision. This was an older book um, that I did years ago, and then I revised it back in 2020 2019. I revised it and added uh, my cancer journey as well um, to the book.
1: So can you tell us where we could find it again?
0: Sure. It's on Amazon. Um, it's also on my website as well.
1: Okay. And you said Becoming Women's Network. Is that? Um, tell us a little bit about that.
0: So the Becoming Women's Network was founded uh, by me. My first book was called Becoming a Woman God Can Use, Lessons from God's Female Board of Directors. And out of that book, I started Becoming Women's Network because there are so many women that i, I come in contact with, um, in life and the work in church. Um, I call them my, my, my children because some of them are younger than I am. And some of them are older and they're like, I don't even know why I'm here or what my purpose is or, you know, what am I doing? You know, what, or they come to me for advice. And I started to become a woman's network to kind of encourage and empower, um, them through not only my story, but also just getting, you know, learning about them and, saying, okay, God has a purpose for you. Now let's walk through um, what you've been through and then let's. how can we use those experiences um, to find fulfillment in your life? That may be your passion. That may be your ministry. That may be um, your business. And to get them on that, just starting on that journey, I'm thinking about how can I use everything that I am um, to be all that God wants me to be. I love it. I
1: love it. I also wanted to share the information for rain rape abuse, and Incest network um it's, the number is one eight hundred six five six four six seven three and um if you are sexually assaulted in the military, there is a sexual assault response coordinator, so that you could probably um reach out reach out to so tell us again how people could reach reach you
0: so they can visit my website again it's the becoming a woman's network um and also on Instagram and Facebook as well.
1: Thank you so much for being our guest this morning, Andrea. We look forward to seeing what's in your book. We wish you well on your continued journey. I do want to thank Art. of me, RVA, for bringing awareness to mental health and suicide awareness. Yesterday, we had our own David Lomax perform out there. Um, You could reach him at the D Lomax on all social media platforms. September is Suicide Awareness Month. If you are someone you know is in an emergency, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1 800 273 8295 or call 911. Once again, you are listening to Beyond Survivor with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. My guest. Just this morning was Andrea Butler, who is a survivor of multiple trauma, but she is here today thriving. Um, please make sure you reach out and get her book, The Incredible Journey, which is available on Amazon. And Become a Network, please share your information again on Instagram and Facebook.
0: Sure. It's the Become a Woman's Network on Instagram and Facebook. And our website is becomingwomen'snetwork.org.
1: Okay, thank you again. You are listening to Beyond Surviving with Tammy. We recognize, empower, and support survivors. Remember, your imperfections don't stop your greatness. We will see you next Sunday right here on Rejoice 101.3 FM, 990 AM. Thank you for tuning in to Beyond Surviving with Tammy, where we recognize, support, and empower survivors. If you'd like to be a guest or sponsor on the show, email us at beyondsurvivingtammy at gmail.com. See you next time right here on Rejoice 101.3 FM, 990 AM at 10 AM every Sunday. And remember, your imperfections don't stop your greatness.
0: If anyone asks, you're listening to Rejoice, WREJ, Richmond, 101.3 FM, 990 AM. Help Heal Veterans helps veterans with PTSD and stress from military service and isolation during the coronavirus. For the next minute, let's